The far north of Mardil is, frankly, a savage land. The continent of Sirdal is quite wide and politically divided between the gnomes in the east and the hinfolk, or halflings, in the west. And in the middle, machines, the product of a long and bitter war between the two factions. Once products of gnomish ingenuity, they grew far beyond their original designs and now turn as readily against their original inventors as they would against the halfling hunters they were originally designed to face. As children, many of you were told stories of these Suradali titans that would darken the field of battle like looming shadows, but those were just children's stories. And so, as the various modules of clockwork knit themselves together like a mechanical crab, you find yourself wondering, why in your various deities' names is one of these titans here? Yeah, that's right, no flashback for you guys this week. We go straight to rolling initiative. Oh. Alright, and I'm going to take you guys to the battlefield. So, you are in the inner square of Turval. Um, roughly. Uh, there are some gnomes fleeing the sights. Uh, there is a Suradali Titan, which has knit itself back together. Uh, uh, close to the center of this, and you guys are variously scattered across the map. If I could get you all to roll initiative, make sure to click your tokens first. Okay, Nemi, I see you had a thing, so I'll just add a turn for you. Uh, you're eight, now you're five. Five. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I rolled a seven. Fun. Alright, well... Uh, okay, I'm happy with this... Uh, thing. Alright. Artemis, as this tight, as this uh, strange mechanical crab, uh, which has knit itself together out of the various uh, clockwork modules, comes in and bears down on your allies. There are some, uh, what looks to be gnomish people, just very small... small fellows that are going up on the scene. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, when you say going up, are they kind of like, uh, we're talking fleeing or um, oh, coming sorry. in? Yeah, they're, they're trying to flee. Um, basically, as you were starting to uncover the, the modules, um, they were also looking at this, and then you heard, uh, at, towards the end, you heard one of them just say, activate it now. And they hit a button, and this thing started pulling itself together. Okay, so. Um, the first thing Artemis is going to do is pop open the, um, I know the name of this, the Vansian Vial, and cast Bless on, okay. uh, Decisions, um, Malar, Foza, and, yeah, let's see, Nemia. Okay, The Scorching cool. Rays are going to go further than I can. All right. Um, uh, uh cool. that's, that's ten feet of movement so far. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna actually hold on to my bonus action for now and just kind of uh, hiss at Foza. Um, don't let them get too far. Uh, that's my turn. Okay. All right. It is, oh geez, what's this guy's name? It is Jabble's turn. He is going go about uh, 20 feet this way 
and yeah, he's gonna stop and pull out a sling and try to take an uh, try to take an attack at Foza at disadvantage. Uh, no, miss. And I. All right. That said, it is the Titan's turn. The Titan will advance slightly. You see it turn its body, um, like, let's say, this way. And, uh, oop, even further. Uh, you see, sorry, you see it just walk up to you, Malar, and uh, underneath its body, Malar and Nemia, you can see what looks to be this, like, this dragon's head, and there's a, like, large, bulbous vial of glass filled with a sloshing orangish liquid, and you see it consume, and the dragon's head ignites as it uses its ignites, um, or sorry, it uses its flame launcher. Um, so, a 30-foot cone, so I believe if I pull out the 30-foot cone template, just for fun, yeah. So yeah, it can definitely, from here, hit both you and Nemia Mal- or both you, Malor, and you, Nemia. Uh, so I'm going to need to get you guys to give me a dexterity saving throw, uh, with Bless. Uh, question, would people like me to roll the Bless for them? Um, and just, like, uh, add auto-add it, or are you gonna do want to do the D4s? Uh, sure, you... You could. Alright. So, who got the, uh... Uh, Mallory, you would have advantage because you are... Uh, this is a, an effect you can see, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. So, as the, uh... As the flames spew out from this dragon head, you can see some of the liquid being consumed. Uh... However, both of you managed to uh, dodge out of the way. Nemia only just managing, uh, thanks to the influence of Artemis' Bless. However, um, they still catch a little, uh, fire for your trouble. Malar, you take 12 points of fire damage. Um, well, you, take, you take 25 reduced to half because you saved, so 12. Namia, you also take, tw uh, 25 reduced to half, reduced further to half by your tiefling heritage, so 6 points of fire damage for you. Yes, uh, don't be like me and remember that you have flame resistance when you're a tiefling. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. And, okay. That is it for now. Malor, it's your turn. Uh, you, looking at this Titan, you can see that it has like it's made up of very many pieces. Like it is an enormous, uh, an enormous metal beast, and there are various things you could be, uh, show. Right, all these four these four modules you see here. Um, just to run this over quickly, right? You'll you will notice that this creature has a sense of facing. And moreover, it, uh, so basically the front of the titan is this pointed bit here. And the blue tokens are, are the ones on top of the, of the titan. The, the purple tokens are the ones underneath it. Um, and there are a few uh, other things that you could technically attack that aren't the main body. Um, the main body or the module here. Um, I will say the legs can count as different as separate pieces if you'd rather attack that than the body. Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. That's a lot to drop on you. <laughs> no, no, no. You're you're good. It's just a lot. Um, yeah. Seeing a 
large combatant, uh, Malor's going to open up with a rage. Okay. And that happens to his weapon. His shield in his hand uh, kind of flashes blue. And it's a little bit heavier in his arm as he uh, steps towards this dragon's head and begins to attack it. All right, so you're attacking the flame module specifically. Yes. Okay, yeah. Make your attacks. Mm-hmm. You are literally Captain America now. Mm-hmm. Okay, both of those hits. Uh, and could you roll damage for me? Uh, yes. So you batter the bulbous, uh, the bulbous uh, container of bl- of 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 lighter fluid. You see it's sloshing around, and you see cracks appearing on the glass. Okay, you do 11 total damage. Not bad. That is force uh, damage, correct? Plus 4 from rage damage. This was well. 4 from rage. Okay, nice. Okay, cool. Uh, anything else? That is all. Okay, at the end of your turn, it is going to use a legendary action. Uh, you see... Yeah, let's do this. The uh, one of these like large circular drums at the top of the of the metallic crab, uh, it spins around, and you see these like various sling bullets on, on top of it, until suddenly it stops, and one of the bullets hurls forward in a bit of centripetal force. Um, let's see, let's see, what's the range on this? Oh no, I didn't put a range on, did I? The range is zero feet. Oh, range hey. ninety feet. Okay, cool. I think that's. I think that's everyone. All right, uh, Foza, you haven't you haven't been tormented yet, so let's attack you. I get a natural twenty. I'm sorry. Uncanny dodge. Okay. Uh, uncanny dodge. You. Uncanny dodge the sli- the bullets, which is. I'm sorry, math. Um. Must be a lot of damage then. Okay. Uh, 22 points of damage from the natural 20, reduced to 11 by your uncanny dodge. Uh, That said, it is your turn now. See, I, th- I think this fits in pretty well for what, I, for what I'm about to say. For the love of the High Marshal, now I've seen everything! And then I'm gonna go after this gnome who's trying to flee from the scene. And I'm gonna take my Ascendant Dagger and I'm gonna try and strike him down non-lethally. I got a D4 for that, an 11. That misses, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it bounces off the uh, tough armor of this uh, of this figure, and they just like look at you, uh, they look at you and just sort of laugh nervously. Uh, anything else? I'd like to use my bonus action to seethe in my anger. And end my turn. Okay. Uh, Quilla, for Quilla's turn, she will uh, attempt. To, she will attempt to disengage, and then uh, also move, and then move 25 feet this way. 
that's her turn. Opportunity attack because I don't care. He dodged. Oh wait, no, well, I can. You we also can back up. Well, she also burned her action uh, disengaging because I forgot and I'm not smart apparently. Um. Oh. Okay. Yeah, but at the end of Quilla's turn, uh, yeah. Uh, at the end of Quilla's turn, yes. Uh, it's going the. Uh, Titan is going to sling another bullet, this time at you, Nemia. I get an 11 plus... Um, plus 6, sorry. Uh, so 17 to hit. Do I do a dex saving there? Uh, it's it's not a saving, it's an attack. Roll. Okay, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, oh, low rolls. Um, only 4 damage. Because the D6s were being unhappy today. But, that said, that's two of its legendary actions. Um, yeah. Da, da, da. It is your turn, Namia. What would you like to do? Um, so let me just check. So, I would like to move over here. Um, and then do I get a little bit of cover by this? Uh, and the fountain? Uh, you'd have to, like, sort of drop, um, you'd have to, like, sort of drop prone, I'd say, to, mm, Well, I'll, can I go down on, like, one knee, maybe, and be, like, kind of, yeah. I'll, I'll go down on one knee, kind of being ready to get up if I need to, but using the, uh, fountain as much cover as possible. Uh, you know, it yeah, doesn't really sure. matter we'll, yet. We'll say, we'll say yes. Yeah. Honestly, that's a, it. Doesn't really matter yet. I'm just worrying yeah. about my positioning. But I, I think, I'm yeah. going to um, cast um, entangle. Okay. Uh, um. So I could just. I'm gonna. And then I'm going to cast uh, that right here because it's within 90 feet, which is. So you're trying to entangle the gnomes? Uh, yes. Okay, cool. Quilla. Rolls a 12 plus 1, so nope. Uh, Jabble rolls a natural 5. So entangle means that it is difficult terrain and they are restrained. Okay, cool. So that means could, I can uh, advantage. Yeah. So if you could uh, use the tool to uh, paint like where uh, where exactly the bounds of your twenty foot uh, square is, and then I will also just make a note that these guys are Two. restrained. Okay, cool. Uh, just give me one second to. Uh... Yeah. Wait. Uh, doesn't that mean I have to? Uh, if I step on it, do I just have? Difficult terrain, or do I have to make a save too? Just difficult terrain. It's just difficult cool. terrain. I can dash to make that irrelevant with mobile. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, da, da, da. All right. Anything else, Demia? That is your action. Uh, that one. Sorry. Yeah, that'll be me. I'll, I'll adjust this while I go. Uh. Um. Okay. Yes, and I'm all set. Okay. Because I don't think I have anything else, yeah. Um, actually, I will actually say that, um, with the... Er, no, not yet. Um, Artemis, it's your turn. <laughs> okay, 
So I'm going to uh, pop over here, seeing that um, they have the gnomes handily handled. Um, I'm going to give this a, a once over. Um, and I'm going to try and shatter it, or parts of it. Um, uh, cool. Since shatter is a 10 foot radius, so 20 foot uh, diameter sphere. Yep. Um, so. Yeah, I will ask like where are you put? Where are you like placing it? Because um, this does actually sort of matter because uh, from the way I've written some of this. Yes. Um, uh, it's been launching its stuff from the top, so I'm probably I feel. Uh, let me just draw it. Uh, I'll probably be aiming at like like the right half. Uh, so if I can get the... Can I move this? Oh, I can't move it. But yeah, the flame, this launcher, and like, you know, it's arms and legs on this side. Okay, so you'd basically be be hitting the flame launcher, the, um, the, uh, the right, or, yeah, it's right bullet launch, or bullet sling, and its main body is what you'd basically be hitting here, right? Yes, please. Alright. It has to make a constitution saving throw. With disadvantage, because it's presumably inorganic. That is true. Uh, failure. Uh, actually, wait, wait. Oh, 11 plus 6. Never mind, that is oh a my. success. But, ah. um, thanks to our... So, thanks to its modular body traits, um, only one piece of it is affected. However, it, it, it the most vulnerable piece of it is affected. And you see uh, cracks. Uh, inside of the, um, or cracks form on the flame module. Actually, uh, it's phrased such that shatter you take half damage on a successful save, right? Yes. So, thanks to its vulnerability, that's just enough. Uh, the glass breaks, and Malar, I'm going to need you to make a DC... 13 dexterity saving throw. Okay, you easily pass as the flame module bursts, spewing its uh, spewing its flammable liquid everywhere. Uh, Malar, you just barely or you like nimbly dodge aside, but the back of, and, and rear of the Titan is covered in this juice. I'll, right. I'll drop prone behind the fountain and um, yep, that's my turn. Okay, cool. Uh, it is... Uh, it is Jabble's turn. I believe he is able to make a... Uh, he's able to make a strength check against the... against Nemia's strength saving throw to attempt to escape. Mm -hmm. Fails. Actually, wait, your spell save DC is... 15? Yeah, that's a failure still. 15. Yeah, he fails. Um, and he's going nowhere. At the end of his turn, the uh, Titan will uh, use its last two legendary actions for the, uh, until it gets them back um, to make a slam attack against you, Malar. Uh, 21 to hit. Ouch. Alright. You take uh, 18 bludgeoning damage, reduce to 9 by your rage, and give me a DC 17 strength saving throw with advantage because you are raging, I believe. 
Alright. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> you are not knocked prone by the weight of this thing uh, uh, bearing down upon you. Oh, nice. Uh, the Titan wheels around. At the start of its turn. It is now facing Malar. Or, well, the front of it is now facing Malar. But, uh, you see, it's move. Malar, you see, this, um, the mechanical feet move very, um, very shakily as its little crab legs are, as, as if its little crab legs are not properly high enough for its uh, enormous body. But, uh, it will. From its what would be its left and front uh, bu uh, bullet slinger modules, it will make three uh, bullet sling attacks against Artemis, uh, Nemia, and Foza. Because of its modular body traits, uh, it is uh, Malar. You are not imposing disadvantage on its attacks from the t from its uh, bullet slings. So Artemis against you. I get a natural seven. That's not great. Nemia against you. Ne natural five. Uh, Foza against you. No hits. This is a complete waste of an action. Never mind. Malar, it's your turn. Uh, seeing this terrifying beast scuttle past me, uh, I'm a little bit amazed at how well it moves on tiny feet, but I decide it can't move anymore. If I break those feet and I begin to slam my shield against the foot next to me. All right, so within reach of you, and you can technically walk under this if you're really not afraid of it, uh, but within reach of you would be its right and rear stabilizers. Um, so it's your choice of which one you'd want to, want to hit there. The rear stabilizers. Okay, the rear stabilizer. So that would be over here if you were so inclined. All right, um, with Bless, both of those hit. All right. Okay, the first one, you de deal a mighty blow to it, and you see the stabilizer crack. Uh, the second one, you bring it bearing down, and you uh, utterly decimate this thing. Stabilizer fails. Uh, you do a total of 9, 8, 17, 17, uh, you do a total of 17, to uh, you do a total of 17 damage, and the, th the machine staggers, uh, and falls prone, although due to its modular body traits, only modules on its rear are considered prone. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Uh, Foza, it's your turn. Alright. I'm going to bonus action dash to make my movement speed 80 and I will not be affected by difficult terrain because okay. I'm mobile. Yep. And I'll run up to these two and I'll, I'll hit the old guy in the back of the head with my dagger. Okay. Non-lethally. Alright, it's a solid hit. Uh, you are. Uh, you would not benefit from sneak attack on this, so unfortunately. Wait, I have advantage, though. 
Why do you have it? Oh, because he's restrained. Yeah, sorry, never mind. Um, yeah, Tangled, so yeah. this guy falls unconscious. Alright. Uh, anything else? Uh, nope. I think I'm fine with where I am right now. Alright. At the end of your turn, the, uh... Check something. I'm sorry. I probably wrote too many mechanics here. At the end of the your turn, Foza, uh, you see one of or at the towards the top of the Titan, uh, top front of the Titan, uh, you see a small vent open, and you hear the whooshing of air, and that is its legendary action. Uh, okay. Uh, Nemia, it's your turn. The... Wait, I'm confused. Wait, wait, I'm confused. What, 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 what did it do? <laughs> okay. Um, so I am going to... Yeah. Um, and... retreat, get a little bit more cover. Yeah. And, and reminder, for your benefit, I will also say, uh, the rear of the Titan was also doused in flammable liquid when Malar, um, used it, or when Malar pop or was it Mal no, sorry, when Artemis popped the uh, flame module. Yep, uh, exactly. And I'm going to uh, summon, I like him, like Nemia just smiles as she casts a uh, wild shape, summoning Ember. Okay. And then um, he will be dropped in, right? Yeah, right about in in the air, probably 10 feet up in the air. Okay. Um, so you basically want Ember to force a dexterity saving throw from the Titan? Is that from the from his entrance thing? Yeah, potentially, exactly, try to catch it potentially on fire, okay. just do some initial cool. damage and uh, potentially yeah. Yeah, right here and above, yeah. avoiding, mm -hmm. uh, making sure, like, yeah, Malar gets cover from the shell of the crab. Okay. Uh, sure, yeah. I, I, that's fair. We'll say um, that he has cover. Is it, isn't it because he's like kind of below, right? Because it's how yeah. how tall is the crab per se? Uh, the crab is um, it, it's like maybe ten, it, like the top of it's in like the ten fifteen foot range. Cool. Most of it is in like the five to ten foot range, I'd say, if that makes any sense. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So ten feet, like on the side, it's perfect. Yeah. Cool. And then um, I will bring Ember out. Oh yeah, I forgot because I, I was just the other thing. So yeah, right there-ish. And then, um, so that happens and then Ember will just uh, move still hovering about right there. Okay. And then that is, well, and then I'll, I don't know, because I don't, oh, I have bonus action to command Ember to uh, Flame Seed. Yeah. So Flame Seed. And because Ember's out, I have... So, oh, no, no. is That's there any mine, particular I part of the Titan you're flame seeding, right? The, uh... Um, I should... I'm gonna flame seed this, uh, okay. turret Right thing. module turret? Right. Module, uh, yeah. Right, right bolt sling bolt... But yeah, right bolt launcher. Okay, cool. Exactly. Turret be turret. Okay. Uh, you do hits, and you, the bolt launcher takes a little bit of damage. And I actually have a question. Um, do I 
does embers fire potentially actually light things on fire or is that um normally no however no okay um, i i didn't mean i did forget to say this uh as it makes a fiery entrance um the uh uh, you see the flammable liquid at the uh, at the that was had covered the Titan from its uh, from the uh, explosion of the uh, flame module. It catches a blaze, and the Titan takes uh, five points of fire damage from that. And something else happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, that's it for me. A number. Okay. Okay, uh, as a legendary action, uh, you see the vents at the front top of the, uh, uh, of the Titan close, and it is going to attempt to shoot you, Artemis. Okay. Uh, get I'm a currently prone. 16 total. Oh, you're prone. That was better, so 16 total. Does that hit? Uh, it would if I didn't cast shield. Um, and throw up a almost like a, a pouch of glitter and it um, kind of catches the bullet in the air in front of it okay. and it drops to the ground okay hold your thought that you're 18 AC until your turn which is right now anyway so never mind uh, oh okay I don't need to cast it no 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 uh, the shield persists through uh, shield persists until you get until you get your uh, shield persists until the start of your next turn basically uh, okay, no, bonus, so I misworded but... something. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, but it is your turn. Okay, I'll I'll move a little um, further around, and um, okay, so the flammable liquid has been ignited. Yeah, it only burned briefly, but you know, every little bit helps. And we realize um, when I cast the shack, I realize only one part seemed to really take the brunt of the blow. Yes. Yeah. Um, hmm. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm still gonna give it a go. I'm gonna do another shatter based on the, uh, the right flank. Um. And yeah, see how we get on there. Uh, okay. So mm. when you say right flank, do you mean like you like uh, top down right or like its actual right, which is the um, same? Which is this one? The, which is... Where I where I targeted before. Um, I think it was um, it's okay. right. Yeah. So it's right would be the one closest to you. Yes, please. All right. Cool. Uh, constitution save. Uh, it does succeed. With um, disadvantage. Why would it have disadvantage? Oh, uh, inorganic. Yeah, inorganic. Yes. Uh, still succeeds, just barely this time. Uh, and let's see, the most vulnerable thing uh, does not matter, so we'll say. Uh, Nemi, you hear Artemis uh, kind of hiss out, I'd appreciate the craftsmanship if I weren't trying so hard to destroy this blasted thing. Alright. Uh, you see one of the uh, bullet, the, one of the like drum-like bullet slings. Um, it like suddenly like rotates off its kilter, and then it just stops as it crumples from the force of the thunder. Oh, 
Lovely. Um, and yeah, that'll be my turn. Alright. Jabble is unconscious. Uh, it is the Suradali Titan's turn. It will duh, duh, duh. attempt to slam Artemis into the or not Artemis. Hmm. You know what? Yes, Artemis. Um, well, it will. <laughs> uh, it raises up its rear, uh, the rear of itself, um, slightly, so the rear modules are no longer considered prone, and um, you see. Artemis bearing down and crushing the uh, tight, crushing the um, the fountain underfoot. It is going to attempt to slam you uh, with advantage because you are prone. Mm -hmm. uh, Mallory, you could take an opportunity attack by the way if you'd like to. I would definitely I'd, um, like to. I'd marked. I had marked off the. Uh... I got confused by the 18 and marked off the uh, Mage Armor spell slot earlier, but I completely forgot to actually mention it, so I'm committing to the uh, 13. Okay. Um, right, I get a 18 to hit. Just hits. Okay, cool. Uh, wait, to be clear, you just had your turn, so you would need to cast shield again if you wanted it to just... If you... Oh, wait, no, sorry. Oh, okay, well, yeah, it hits regardless. It hits regardless, cool. Um, wait, sorry, Mallor, did you take an attack of opportunity? I cannot remember. Sorry. Uh, there it is now. Okay, cool. 17, you... You would just be going against the main body, and, and that would hit. So, yeah, roll damage. Okay, another 7 damage. Okay. Artemis, you suffer... 25 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. not going to ask for a strength saving throw because you are already prone. Cool. Uh, da, da, da. Titan regains all of its legendary actions, and that is its turn. Malar, it's your turn. Oh, yes. make a concentration check, by the way. Uh, concentration check, by the way, Artemis. Uh, DC. Oh, no. Oh, no. DC, Bless not enough. Fades uh, from. The rest of you. As this thing continues to scuttle around me, I'm gonna walk over to its left leg and uh, begin to beat that. Okay. You ah, sorry. Move. Sorry. Sorry, I literally just remembered I can negate advantage and I didn't. Sorry, go ahead. Don't let me interrupt. Uh, you attempt to bash the joints of this creature as it moves in this, like, holy alien, like, sideways and not even fully looking where it's going. Uh, only one of them seems to connect. The joints are still fairly sturdy, despite whatever voodoo these people had to do to move it here and take it apart and put it back together. But, um, one of them does connect, so you could roll that. Mm-hmm. Another seven damage. Okay, cool. Uh, and then as a bonus action, I want to try to grapple its leg. I'm not sure if I can. I think the gra I think grapple requires you to be like two sizes or like two or more sizes. Sorry, yeah, that's it, what I'm thinking as well. Yeah, it's, it's too large to grapple. I think is the rule. That's what I, I can... as well. So I won't do that. And that will be all for my turn. Okay. Uh, at the end of its turn, or at the end of your turn. 
uh, it will use a legendary action to fire from its front from its front bolts uh, launcher. Uh, so no disadvantage imposed by your various allies here. Uh, it will fire at uh, Nemia or Ember. Ember, the thing that set it on fire. How rude. Um, Ember. Natural four. Never mind. Uh, Ember, presumably. How, how does Ember dodge a the uh, bullet that's launched at it from the sling at the rear at the front of the Titan? Well, Ember is already hover is still hovering, so it just gracefully moves in the direction and like out of the way very yeah. easily. Ember makes it look completely stylish. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that is its legendary action. Foza, it's your turn. All right, I'm gonna try and uh, knock out this other gnome. All right, with advantage, more than enough. You uh, look to the, we'll, we'll say over the past couple turns, you've just been looking to one side, looking to the other side. You know, you look one way, bonk one gnome, look the other way, bonk the other gnome. Quilla falls unconscious. All right, and then I will bonus action dash to give myself 80 feet of movement. Okay. And I'll just sort of whistle at it and try and get its attention and try and take some heat off Artemis. Okay, cool. Uh, Quilla is unconscious. At the end of its turn, uh, or sorry, at the end of Quilla's turn, uh, the Titan will take a legendary action. And you see, again, a vent opening up on the front of the Titan. Like, it's sort of it's sort of closer to the top module where the uh, bullet sling is, but you see this vent just open up, and you hear the rushing of air. Foza, you feel a slight heat as it vents something. Uh, da -da -da. Nemia, it's your turn. Yes, um, so I, uh, seeing that Artemis is in pretty rough shape and, and prone, um, I am going to cast, uh, Cure Wounds. Okay, you can, yeah, you're in touch range of him, and so then no problem And then I also, that. because Ember's on, I can heal another D8, so that's right, cool. nice 11. And then nice. for Ember's turn, I'm Zesty. going to cast fire teleportation um so that's my bonus action um ember is going to move here and also come down to our level um and then teleport um me and artemis um here okay and that is our turn okay cool um so um, the oh, Titan as, does. Yeah, as that oh, happens, sorry. I forgot to. Uh, my bad, I forgot to. Uh, yeah, the Titan does succeed him. on the saving throw against the fiery teleportation, so it's not affected by it. But cool. you know, you're out of the way, which is nice. At the end of your turn, the Titan will use the last two legendary actions so far uh, of this round to attempt to slam, uh, to do a slam attack upon Malar. Uh, I get oof. Ouch. 24 to hit? Or, sorry, probably even more. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so, 
Uh, you suffer 25 points of bludgeoning damage, reduced to 12 by your rage, and uh, make me a strength saving throw with advantage again. Alright. 13. Okay, you dig, uh, as this massive mechanical crab comes bearing down on you, uh, it lifts up and just drops its body. And you're a tough guy, but, like, the full weight of this Cyrodalian titan, uh, slams into you, and you are knocked prone. Ouch. Uh, Artemis, it is your turn. Um... I'll say you hear Artemis kind of splutter out as he's, you know, gasping him some air from being um, slammed really hard in the not fun way. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, uh, so I'm gonna get up um, using half my movement, uh, and uh, just gonna back up a little bit because um, thanks, I hate it. And I'm going to use my yeah. I'm gonna shatter it one more time. This time where it's um where its flank is. Okay. Um, trying to make it miserable. Reciprocate the misery, I should say. Uh, yeah. DC 16 with disadvantage. Ooh, uh, reciprocate the misery indeed. Okay. It does succeed, even with a disadvantage. However, the uh, l- left bullet launcher module is bloodied. It has blood? And the Titan is starting to look rough. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, I'll end my turn there. It is dented. I don't know. It's leaking oil. You took away the... You, you popped the flame module first, which takes away all the fun, unfortunately. Oh, I, I should have made two I should made two flame modules. That would have been cool. But, in any case... Um, a new flame module protrudes from inside from Demi, let's do something flammable. She can't help herself. I mean, who knows? Um, maybe you should be using more fire against it. Um, you see, uh, sorry, Malar, as you were knocked down once, the, the Titan will again again attempt to slam down on you, this time with advantage. Oh no. Uh-huh. Oh no. I'd like to uh, negate the advantage um, with my uh, feature that I know the name of because it's the Restore, Restore Balance, Balance feature. Okay, yes. cool. Um, for your benefit, I will tell you, it does have a pretty high to hit. But you're just trying to reduce the risk of crits and stuff? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So, uh, I get a natural 13 plus 9. So, I'm pretty sure that hits. But it is not a crit, thankfully. You think? Good rolls on the d8s, though. Malar, you suffer 29 points of bludgeoning damage, reduced to 14. Ouchie. Yeah, we don't want that critting. Yeah. Alright. That sounds like death. And... You feel this intense heat building up from the Titan. 
Malar, it's your turn. You are prone, and there's a giant freaking mechanical crab trying to beat you up. Just a normal Tuesday. Um, Malar's gonna climb to his feet and once again attack the left foot of this crab creature. Okay, cool. Recklessly. Reckless, nice. Yeah. Okay, the first hit does connect, and the Titan will actually fall prone slightly uh, towards you. Um, Well, probably. Could you roll damage for me? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Uh, With uh, that, actually, I won't take my second attack there, and I want to try to climb up the crab and slam my shield into its head. Okay, so the rules for climbing on these on creatures, I believe, say you make an athletics check. Me, real quick, check up the... Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I think it's basically just grapple rules, except uh, for... It's very slippery, and like, I'm a little uncertain of how, the, how these rules are supposed to be adjudicated. I will say make an athletics check against its just passive dexterity. Um, okay. With advantage, because you are raging. From rage. Cool. 22. Okay, cool. Yeah, you are able to treat this as terrain. Uh, it would be a bit... Um, yeah, you're doing fine. You would have to... Um, you wouldn't get very far on the Titan so far, um, so you'd just be bashing its, its main body, but you are grabbed mm-hmm. onto it, um, like maybe five feet off the ground, let's say. Because you also stood right. up, which uh, which would have eaten some of your movement. Uh, wait, actually, you yeah. have like 40 feet of movement, right? Okay, so yeah, you could get like 10 feet up. up. So yeah, you could punch it in the face if you really wanted to. Sorry. I want to aim for the vents on its back, specifically. Okay. The vents, I believe, that was exposed so far was just the one on its front. Um... So, you do not- er, so, you'd have to be, like, here to hit that? Then I will not hit that. Uh, you could just hit the uh, main just, body, then. Yeah, I'll just aim for the main body with the second attack. Okay. Should I re-roll the attack, or uh, just roll damage? It will still hit, um, just roll- uh, just roll damage for me. Cool. Uh, nine more damage, nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That will be all for my turn. Alright, as a legendary action, it will attempt to make a shot against Artemis, who's still looking pretty beaten up over there. However, it has disadvantage because you, are Malar, you Malar, are on top of its body and imposing disadvantage on the bullet sling modules. Neat. Or the ones that are still operational. Awesome. Uh, natural 3 with the disadvantage, so... You lucky son of a gun, Artemis. Uh, that's legendary action. Foza, it's your turn. Okay, so the vent. So wait, the vent is on the front gun here, right? Uh, it's slightly underneath. Um, I'm sorry, I, I should have said this. The vent uh, appears when it uses a uh, when it uses a, a venting legendary action. It appears when it uses another legendary action or its main action. The vent closes down again. Mm-hmm. So, it's currently not exposed. Alright, and uh, which of the- okay then, uh, which of these two guns look more damaged? Uh, the, 
the one on the flank, so this one. All right, yeah, then I'll go up to that and I'll give it a, I'll give it a quick cut. Uh, it's off the ground, so you'd have you'd have oh. Malar's imposing disadvantage because he like climbed on top of the on top of the Titan, so you'd have to like mm -hmm. shoot this thing, uh, or I or try to climb on top yourself. Uh, yeah, I'll try and climb on top. Okay, give me an athletics check, uh, DC thirteen. You try to yeah. you try to climb on, but you can't find purchase in this uh, on this. Uh, Titan's somewhat slippery shell. Malar made it look easy, but you know he's Malar, so you know. What do you want to do? Uh, all right. Then I'll just attack. Uh, I can attack the leg. Yeah. So it's actually limping, and hmm, I guess technically it would have been slightly pro. It technically is prone, so maybe I shouldn't have. Okay, sorry for the slight retcon. This thing did fall prone because Malar busted its uh, left leg stabilizer. So, you know, I will say you can step on top of this for the time being. Alright, sorry. cool. Sorry for the retcon. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. There's a lot of mechanics here. Understandable. <sighs> you attempt to plunge your knife into this, uh, into the uh, drum-like assembly, but it does not work. Anything else? Uh, uh, I will move back a bit without taking opportunity because of mobile. Okay. Quilla is unconscious. Uh, at the end of Quilla's turn, the Titan will open up a vent on its left side, or right side, we'll say, um, here and reduce its heat counters by two as a legendary action. All right, uh, Nemia, it's your turn. Cool, so now that it seems that things are slightly more calm than they were a couple seconds ago, I'm gonna take out um, the sending stone and use the charge to s say the following message to, uh, um, oh, what is it? Uh, Illyria? Uh, yeah, Illyria, yeah, yeah. In the Moth Keep. Um, right. and I'm gonna say, like... Let me check this... Let me check this, uh... Sending? Oh, it is one It is one action, so yeah, you can do that. Yeah, I'm assuming... Exactly, yeah. I'm gonna use this as my action, of course. And then, um... So, I have my, my words, um... Crab Titan, Inner Square, Huge Mechanical Beast, Flammable and Ranged Weaponry, Currently Engaged in Battle, Restrained two halflings involved. Send guards, send guards and wagons. Um, and that's it. Uh, you hear Alaria just say, uh, "This will be over the course of the next few seconds." But you'll hear Alaria just first stunned silence, and then just, "Wait, what? What are you talking about? I sent. I'll, I'll send men. <laughs> what?" Um, it's basically it's like pure bewilderments, and like you know, she was hoping, like for all you know, she was hoping to have a nice date night with her wife, and you guys have just ruined it. But um, yeah, okay, that's your action. Uh, yes, uh, it is. And then uh, my bonus will be um, to uh, command uh, Ember to flame seed again. Um, this. Uh... Okay, so you're explicitly attacking the uh, the left bullet launcher exactly 
Okay. Ooh. Okay. Ember's feeling it. Yeah. You do... You knock this thing, and it tumbles as a crumpled pile of metal on the ground. Hey! Kind of a yell, look out! Well, Molar's <laughs> on top of this beast. Artemis, it is your turn. Okay, if I twin firebolt, can I target two separate parts? Yeah. We'll say, yeah. Okay, I'd like to do uh, this bullet launcher. Uh, oh, to, to be clear, I will say this is only because of the modular body trait of this, of this creature. This is not a general case. Yeah, yes. yeah. I, no, I, I, um, to not specific. set a dangerous precedent. Okay, so you're sending one to the t to the uh, forward uh, bolt launcher, and where are you sending the other one? Uh, one to its main body. One to its main body. Okay. I will note so that there's bolt. also a vent on the right side open if you're interested in that. But uh, any of these are your prerogative. Um. Yeah. Um. Let me see if the vents open. Then um, I'll I'll even go over here to give myself a clearer shot on the vent. All right. All right. Which is which? Um, first was the uh, bolter, and the second is the vent. Okay. I uh, ignore the the extra twelve. Oh, yeah. Ignore the crit. Unfortunate. Um. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. So the sling. Launch and you, in fact, launch the third bullet launcher clean off. Taking a page out of your book, Nemia. Um, and uh, as I kind of like point, like just extend my two hands and like loose these uh, like finger gun firebolts off at the same time. Uh, and yeah, that's uh, my, that's my turn. As you uh, do this, first of all, the um. You do massive damage, actually, to the uh, right vent module, and it is irrevocably dented as you hit it. Uh, and it gains two flame or two heat counters. Now uh, loose of all its weapons, uh, the Titan, having nothing else to do, is going to open up its left and front vents and expel a bunch of hot air. Heat counters drop to zero. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say that's it. Uh, Malar, as this thing continues to move, dragging itself this time, uh, uh, it takes you with it for the ride. Uh, it's sort of limping badly as you've taken out its stabilizers. Uh, but, Foza, you see this thing bearing down upon you, and it will attempt to make a slam attack. Uh, doo -doo -doo. uh natural 19, plus 9, so 28 uh, to hit. Yeah, I'm on dodging this. Alright, you suffer 20 points of bludgeoning damage, reduced to 10 by your uncanny dodge. That is it for now. Oh, making me a strength saving yep. throw. I'm sorry. I'm definitely great at those. You are knocked prone. Thanks, I hate it. Mallor, it's your turn. You're on top of this Titan. What are you doing? 
The vents have, op have opened is... up at the left and front, to be clear. Yes. Um, Smaller is riding this thing. He's holding on with one hand tightly, his other uh, waving in the air, and he's going to try to slam his shield down on the uh, vent over on the left side. Okay. He's going to attack recklessly again. So, you punch, and though it, the vent is resilient, it, uh, it dents in your, uh, as your thing goes. And so, yeah, roll, well, sorry, roll damage. Uh, for both for just a second. Uh, roll for the first one. It's high AC, but, um, alright. So, you do 18 total points of damage on this vent as you crash, as you crush down upon it. Uh, it is broken. And uh, while he's bucking about on the top of the back of this crab, he's gonna say, I never was good at riding. Uh, that is all. You're better at it than me. Okay. Uh, Malar, at the end of your turn. It doesn't have a lot of legendary actions left, Foza. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to yeah, use two legendary well. actions to attempt uh, to, uh, to slam down upon you, Foza. With advantage, because you are prone. Oh no, I should have said uh, can he dodge for this situation. <laughs> oh no. Negating advantage, please. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, thank God. Well, still, sorry, you know, I, just, together, I, have to, so... I have to call it beforehand, so. Well, actually, yeah. Sorry, I, I rolled before you did. Uh. So. I'm sorry, I'll try to remember to pause in the future. But... Oh, no worries, uh, I was muted. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh... 16 to hit? Yeah, that hits. Okay. Boza, you suffer 20 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, yeah, that hurt real bad. I'm bloodied. Actually, no, I'm past bloodied, actually. No, I'm... I'm I, I got... I got I, I'm not doing too great, guys. <laughs> Okay, it's your turn though. All right, yeah, I'll I will get up using half my movement after that very very painful series of slams and uh. All right, so is is it, so I can attack one of the legs, right? Uh, so it's left, it's rear and left leg, which are both the closest ones to you, have both been destroyed mm -hmm. by Malar. Um, the right and front ones are the ones it's sort of using to, like, sort of propel itself along, although it's sort of dragging along the ground. Yeah, I will sort of try and maneuver my way around to one of the other legs using bonus action dash. Okay, yeah, easy enough to do. And I'll try to cut into it. 26 will hit. Uh, what type of damage is this? It is... Okay, so 18 total damage from the piercing and sneak attack. Uh, you see this thing buckle again as you hit it uh, with... And you know what? Uh, let's experiment. Let's sling some necrotic energy at another one of the other body parts and see what happens. 
Well, I have uh, one more thing to ask before, what to say before you do that. Poza, how would you like to kill this thing? As the Titan bucks wildly. Oh my god. Alright, can I, can I like, kind of like, you know, cut into one of it, into, into its leg to like, kind of like, make it buckle and fall down and then like, stab it in like, the most important looking spot that I can see. Yeah, as you buckle, as you uh, stab this thing again, uh, you see this thing flail wildly. You see it extend these sort of uh, rods, just trying to, desperately trying to uh, extract the heat, or desperately trying to uh, radiate heat from itself because it thinks, its diagnostics think that's what's the problem. Uh, and then seeing one of these, you just grab it and we'll say you just uh, drive your dagger in. It's very important. And you see this thing tumble and fall to the ground, relatively inert. So, Malor, as you slide down uh, from off the top of this uh, titan, you see this collapsed behemoth just on the ground. You, Malor, are, feel very lucky for, for having dodged some of your friend's firebolts, because you... Oh, oh wait, no, you technically... You dodged the, flame, the flaming liquid, sorry. But, yeah. Malor's trying to get the grease and oil off his clothing. Uh get himself cleaned up a little bit and inspecting the corpse of this thing to see if he knows anything about giant mechanical crabs. Alright, make me a history check. I'll also be trying to examine this thing, but I don't know shit about it. Uh, you can... Is there anything in particular looking you're, you're trying to think about, or...? Uh, I'm just trying to... Does this look anything like Ram's drawing? Okay, um, yeah, so that is not, that is not in fact a role. Um, looking around, so as you inspect the, uh, the, the things, you notice the same, you, you notice pieces of this, uh, do seem to match some of the things that, uh, Ram had described, right? Uh, you in fact find a, uh, components, uh, located in the lower abdomen of this mechanical crab that sort of seems to be, uh, that, that sort of seems to have the same sort of pattern that uh, Ram had crudely sketched uh, at the previous time. Uh, I will say with that history role, you don't know anything particular uh, about these things uh, other than what you've to heard just like, uh, just casually, right? So you're not particularly informed about uh, these Suradali Titans. Uh, Alright. Foza, is there anything else you were trying to do, or...? Uh, what I want to try and determine is whether this was something that has been, like, restored, or if it was something that was sort of built from scratch. Okay, when you say restored, are you talking, like, um... Like, like someone found this thing in the middle of, like, nowhere and just built it back to its working condition. Okay. Kind of uh, what I mean. Make me an intelligence check, and if you have Tinker's Tools proficiencies, you may add that. Also, I will say you guys can roll investigation checks for me. Uh, two rolls total from between all four of you, uh, whether that be with advantage or whatever. Uh, your choice, whatever you think your characters would be doing. 
Fozo, you don't have Tinker Tool proficiency, right? No, I do not. Okay. So you're not wholly uh, trained with this, but you think you, you can get the gist of it, right? Um, we'll say combined with your passive investigation as well on this, um, in terms of the, uh, in terms of your question. So it's... You guys had previously seen that the components of this titan were buried in the soil, right? But you can also see traces of what seems to be older uh, earth, which suggests that components of this titan were shipped together. Or were Sorry, this titan was broken down. Uh, sorry, this titan was unearthed from somewhere and then broken into pieces and then reassembled. Um, I will say, with an uh, addition, the... Uh, from what you can tell, right, um, you get the impression that the titans, that, that these titans are not meant to be broken up in the manner that they were uh, buried under the, uh, uh, in the manner that this one was buried under the, uh, underneath the inner square. Does that answer your question? Or? Yeah, so, it does. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I'll definitely be relaying this information to the party. Yeah. And then whoever wants to, um, Two investigation, two investigation checks between the four of you, whether that be with advantage or something else. And I'll sort of look towards Mallor and Artemis. Um, are you both all right? Do either of you need any healing? I think I'm in better shape than you, Fosa, to be honest. There's a small trickle of blood coming out from under her mask. Yes, I'd certainly rather you keep it for yourself. I was well uh, looked after by Nemia. Uh, right. Can I look for a, um, anything? Just an interesting... Okay, I'm basically just looking for a trinket, but I also want to scan the square to see if there are any more um, uh, holes that like were undisturbed, like things still buried. Yeah, Nemia's going to be over here as well, just like kind of guarding the halflings and like poking in these boxes or whatever's around here. Sure. Oh, geez. Um, okay, so a couple things going on. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, I'll say, Foza and Mallor, each of you, can you, can you each of you roll me an investigation check to represent you guys searching the Titan? Yeah. Uh, Artemis. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> uh, Artemis. Oh wow, Fosa, you're doing great. Uh, can you roll me a, um, I think investigation check as well to try to, or investigation or maybe survival, um, your choice, uh, to try to determine to, as you go around the square, trying to determine if there are any m more sleeping metal devils underneath this. Fosa, uh, Nemia, sorry, can you remind me what you're trying to do? I've lost this plot a bit. No, no worries. It was kind of like what Artemis was doing, like poking around, looking for other things like potentially also in the ground and in these boxes as well okay um yeah make me a yeah so for in the grounds uh make me a uh your, your choice of a survival or investigation check uh if you'd like to try to rifle through the pockets of <laughs> nice route if you'd like to try to rifle through the pockets of the gnomes you can also try um make an investigation check as well. Cool, yeah, so I'll do uh, first the 
survival for the area investigation. Whoop. And then uh, for the pockets of the halflings. And I'm also looking for that button specifically that I know that they pressed to activate it. Well, okay. Well, if you're looking specifically for the remote, remote control they had, yeah, you can find that no problem. They didn't, it's not like they stashed it in hammer space pockets or anything. Uh, basically, on them you find what appears to be a uh, just a, a whip of some sorts on uh, Quilia, the uh, female gnome to the left here. Uh, nothing else seems of note on the other man, on the man. Uh, looking around Artemis and Nemia, you don't think you see any particular disturbed earth or anything. Uh, Foza and Art and assisted by Malor as you uh, attempt to look at this Titan. Foza, you, as you look at among the broken wreckage of your kill, you think you see something remarkable at its heart. You see what looks to be a lapis stone. Uh, just, it's beautiful, and you can you can feel the power radiating off of it. Um, but yeah. Um, as people begin to turn out uh, from the various edges of the square, looking uh, at what this commotion was, frightened, and now just tenue. T- uh, Tenuously approaching you, as you, uh, as you, um, as you look over this, you hear guards coming and approaching. Some, uh, most of them, you'd imagine from the wheel gates. Although you've called Alaria and will be asking to, or will be expecting help from either the ward or the moth keep sometime soon. So I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna, if you don't mind, I think we take a slightly early break and then we can yes, please. continue. Cool, cool, cool. As we return to the scene, uh, it's relatively early in the night, I, I believe. Um, well, it's a long day, right? So it's maybe nine or so at the time, but you guys are, uh, the guards are pouring in from the uh, eastern side of the square, from uh, from the direction of the wheel gates, and they're just panicking and looking at the scene, uh, attempting to hold back civilians, and you see them. All right, all right, make way, make way. Citizen, what happened here? Well, we were investigating this area for trouble and we found those two over there causing some problems and they made whatever this construct is come out from the ground and we took care of it. Alright, alright, um, well, worst comes to worst. There's no longer conflict here. However, we're still going to have to take you down to the precinct for questioning, to the the military ward for questioning. Right. I'm just like guarding the the prisoners or, or yeah the captives and say like this seems to be a higher priority and kind of ask him to come over to the the prisoners and kind of show him 
like more secretively uh, the the deputizing uh, paperwork and say uh, we have we've already talked to the military ward and we've already gotten permission from the Mofki to investigate here. They look at you and say, "All right, all right. Here, just come with me. We'll not." He, uh, he lowers his voice. Come with me. We're not going to... We'll go to the Moth Keep. We'll talk this over with the Wing Marshal. Um, whatever this is, like, you know, we, we need to make a show of this being... Uh, of this being, you know, proper security. And I'm sure, whatever you guys are doing, um, they'd love to hear about it in the Moth Keep. Sure, I'll follow your lead with security. And All right. I've already sent word to the Moth Keep. Hopefully they'll bring something to get this creature or... or creation and gesture to the crab out of here yeah um they are already beginning to cordon off the area although they clearly don't have enough men to uh, move this you can see that they're forming uh, they're basically forming the police perimeter uh that the various curious onlookers both from the north ward and the light and light port uh looking from both sides of the square are gazing upon some of them from their houses some of them looking very grumpy, as if wondering what the tremendous din outside their windows was. But, um, the guards begin to take you, uh, in the direction of the Moth Keep. And as you look back, you can see, uh, St. Neva's Abbey receding in the distance as you walk away from it. Um, going around as you... Let's see, let's see. I believe... Nemia and Foza, with your passive perceptions... You would hear whispers um, going around the crowd and saying, Oh, it's a giant construct. Do you suppose the first uh, Church of the First Mind is attacking uh, the uh, the Ascendancy? What's going on? And just, like, whispers of paranoia permeating the crowd and just panic. But you were taken back. And it is a very, very long walk for this late in the night, right? You vaguely wish, as you pass by Main, by the Noble Duck on Main Street, that you could just stop there and rest. But, you know, you suppose, for now, that's not an option. As, as we walk by, I kind of uh, go to Foza, and I ask, uh, do you pick up some weird energy from the civilians back there? Yes, I heard them whispering rumors about... The first mind possibly using this construct to attack the ascendancy. I find it all quite ridiculous, to be honest. Mm, yeah, I was wondering how you felt about that. They would have no reason to attack us. It wouldn't make any sense. So, uh, about the time that you guys are escorted into Silvertone Square, you see, or well, maybe slightly before, you see rushing uh, towards you got towards you, uh, at the head of the column, Wing Marshal Ilaria Bladesinger, uh, her scimitars out and just strapped to her side and flapping the breeze as she and several other armed guards are marching at a brisk pace, uh, towards the direction of the inner square and they see you and she says, Company Hall! Hi, Wing Marshal. Gentlemen, ladies, How fares it in the inner square? Since you guys aren't dead, I'm assuming this is good news. Yes, uh, yeah. all limbs attached, um, at least for us. 
Um, to flesh out the situation, um, as Nemia gave a summoning of um, these gnomes we apprehended, uh, which we do believe are related to the um, the activity of the cultists we mentioned, um, were burying this machine in the middle of the square. They assembled it when we they realized we were onto them, but who knows what they would have uh, done to spring it, or when they would have. Right. Well. Alright. Shined, Courage, you're with me. The rest of you, uh, continue on to the inner square, reinforce, and pr be prepared for wh whatever logistics are there. Uh, you see a uh, tiefling woman and a, uh, uh, human or perhaps Asmar looking woman uh, break off from the crowd and uh, with Ilaria and they as you guys continue walking in the direction of the moth keep Ilaria begins talking or uh, continues talking with you right so strange buried constructs you said yes yes yeah, so one con one one large construct specifically uh, I forgot what you referred to them as um, earlier Eva uh, they are they are titans of Suradol. So basically, they're a Suradol, to, to put this in context, is a continent to the north of your of the continent you are on, which is called Eshel. Um, and it's basically, it's taken over by, the, the middle of the continent is taken over by machines. So they say. I've heard whispers of these uh, Sardalian titans, but never expected to see one in the middle of town, obviously. Her face scrunches up just uh, I have a, that raises more questions than it answers this isn't good who the hell shipped a titan to the middle of their town well whatever and why why would they just all right come with me we're going to need we can sleep if you need but I get the feeling we're going to need to talk this over with Eldari and uh, well her. Her? I think you're right. Uh, what's her? The, the Duchess, who's been... Yeah. There's been some really skeezy moves, and she's making me uncomfortable right now. But Eldari's listening to her. I know the feeling. <laughs> I know. She's just... Ugh, she's kind of the worst. In any, In any case... We can open some of the moth keep to you tonight if that would if that would be useful, but this is important. Uh, I don't want this getting away, and uh, you can trust these two uh, to uh, you know deal with uh, certain secretive lodgings. For I'm assuming that's what these people are. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and by this time, the original Elaria uh, has shooed off the original guard who. Uh, had been escorting you and the prisoners to the moth keep. Um, you get the sense that she is still trying to make this a clandestine operation and d doesn't want them to know about the uh, questionable secret dun secret dungeon underneath the moth keep. So uh, th that's the reason why she might have uh, called only the two uh, only two other people uh, with her. Um, but. Uh, you see, as she waves her, uh, she reaches down to her belt and pulls out the rapiers and just flicks her wrists, and they poof out of existence. 
with you guys around the corner. Well, this is a shit show, isn't it? There's definitely a lot more trouble than we bargained for. Yeah. I sure haven't seen anything like this in Turval before. I don't think a lot of people have. So you enter the uh, gatehouse of the Moth Keep, you can see the, uh, there's still a few lights open, but you see the grounds of the Moth Keep are overall much calmer than they have been the past three or four days. It's almost eerily quiet compared to then. Hmm. Oh, it is late, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's maybe... It's around 11 at night by the time you arrive, and you're sore, because you've, you've had a pretty full day. Like, l let me remind you, this is still the same day that Nemi that you guys interrogated Ram. This is still the same day that uh, Nemia got bl nearly blown up. Um, so, you've had long days overall, but um, yeah. perhaps, unless you have anything else you'd like to do, uh, you guys should take a well-deserved long rest, as uh, Alaria uh, does arrange for some lodgings at the Moth Keep for you. We should probably inform... Uh, someone to tell Keldan that we're not going to be able to escort her tomorrow morning. Okay. Uh, you could definitely maybe. relay this to Alaria, and she could hire a runner uh, to go in the morning. Uh, if that's okay with you. Is this something we should do? Guys. Um, yeah, I mean, as a courtesy, um, I'm sure she wouldn't try to just, like, walk through the town alone to come to us. But, uh, for better safe than sorry. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So, you guys hunker down in the Moth Keep. Relatively swanky lodgings. In fact, nicer than the ones you had previously taken, since you guys would be spread out as you would, uh, or as spread out as you guys would wish to be. So if you wish to have small, but individual rooms to yourself that is an option but however your lodgings uh pleasant sleep finds you or perhaps uneasy sleep really depends on who on who you are but with no more with your bones aching from the impacts of titans you may click the long rest button as we wake the next day hooray oh feel better Alright, as the morning breaks, uh, you are offered some relatively simple um, uh, um, uh, nutri- uh, bleh, I can't talk today. You are offered some relatively simple rations uh, as the day uh, begins, but Valeria gets you up pretty early, despite the uh, efforts. You, she wakes you up at like 7.30, which... She actually comes in and says it's super late for her, despite the fact that you've only gotten, uh, uh, despite the fact that it's, you know, still relatively early in the morning. But, uh, alright, so, today, we're going, we're going to have to meet with the, um, uh, with Eldari. There's no bones about this. Like, I don't... There's nothing else we can do at this point, I think. 
Well, I'm sure it'll go fine, given everything that you've told us about her. I sort of... Well, now you can't really see me rolling my eyes, but... Yeah, well, to be clear, Eldari is the, stu- the male steward folk that um, Malar had actually very briefly met um, at the uh, party. Um, Vilia is Malar's aunt, slash the queen's cousin. Over this quick breakfast, Malar wants to look over the shipping manifests another time to try to see if he can find anything about the robot that came in. Doesn't expect to find anything that probably cover their tracks well. It's it's complicated, right? Because this um, it's not so much a fault of the um, of the documents um, uh, uh, incompleteness. You could you think, but perhaps it's generality because a lot of what it would, a lot of what it was would just be filed as like clockwork, which is just a whole category in itself in the shipping manifest, and perhaps whoever's running the bureaucracy here didn't think enough to make it seem uh, important, right? So you do see a lot of just clockwork on the list, right? But there's a lot of people here who experiment with constructs, well, not a lot, but there are people here who legitimately experiment with constructs, and there are some more pedestrian uses, right? So unfortunately, it's it's a good idea, but um, yeah, it's the the idea is great. The uh, data is not, as was what I'll say. <sighs> All right, so I'm gonna have to ask you guys to leave your stuff here if you need, um, if you or if you want, so I can bag it up and put it up in the in my office specifically. Um, but you know, this is. Technically, you are seeing the head of state, so I'm going to have to ask you guys to disarm. And there will be a few casters in the room uh, to neutralize any attempts to do stuff, do do unscrupulous things. Yeah, I hand everything over with, like, not a care in the world. Okay. Mallard drops all his equipment. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll okay. leave my equipment in here. So, mentally, yeah. you don't have anything except your, um, except your armor on. But, Alaria takes you again. You see the very familiar, large, central atrium of the Moth Keep, and then she takes you up one of these spiral staircases leading to the throne room above the atrium. So, as you enter, you see, seated on... A small chair to the side of the ornate throne upon which uh, Queen Liarel once sat is Eldari Bluehaven. And next to him, standing, whispering in his ear, Duchess Vilia Whisperblade. <sighs> Vilia looks at you as you go in, and especially you, Malar, as she looks over you and just uh, bewilderments as to why you in particular would be here. But, you know. Alar just bows. Yes, a uh, deep low bow as we enter. Uh, Eldari holds up his hand. Uh, no need for quite as many formalities. Um, I'm told there was an attack last night in the inner square. Unfortunately, yes. Um, the good news is we were already on the scene investigating and were able to uh, 
mitigate any potential damages. And there were no casualties. Alaria flinches visibly at the mention of the investigating. Um, and then Eldari looks at you and says, Investigating. Private bounty hunters, yes. then. Um, concerned citizens, I'd sooner say. Hmm. Um, we, um, we hear a lot of, um, of the strange goings on as we spend our time in the, uh, you know, the docks and taverns, uh, near the square. So when we heard that there were people digging up the earth and, you know, hiding things there, it seemed prudent to, um, at least poke our eyes about. Right. Well, that is concerning. Alaria, you will have to triple the guards in that particular region. But, um, really, I, as much as I must thank you, citizens, it is quite a danger for you to be here, uh, to be doing such work, and you should really leave it to the guards. Let me see. Uh, Vilia says, See, See, our enemies, they are already attempting to um, seize upon us, Eldari. This is, what, this is as I told you. So they are attempting to seize upon the vacuum of power left by Alaria. Or, left by Liarel. Might we ask uh, who you anticipate is seizing? Oh. Oh, my dear. Terval has many enemies. The Southern Concord has many enemies. We fear perhaps it is the Vedropolitans, or if is, is as you say, a Suradali Titan, perhaps some faction from up there has decided to show an interest in show an interest in our town. Perhaps whatever components that they need from Terval, they think they can source. It is a it is an interesting question. But the fact of the matter is, it is not safe as is. We see Eldari think and slowly nod. Yes, perhaps. Perhaps, as you said, Vilya, this soft conquest plan of yours, it may be for the best. Well, it's nothing of a concern yet, at least. Uh, it was taken care of quick enough. No oh, my sweet nephew, done. my sweet nephew. You said there was a titan inside of the town. That is not safe. But it did damage. It didn't damage. You expect me to believe that it just walked up in the uh, it just woke up in the middle and then shut itself down. No, I punched it till it stopped moving. I do not believe you. You are That is not how Titans work. They are fearsome constructs of mag of might and magic. Would you like a step-by-step -step breakdown of the process by which we disabled it? I can assure you it was a not an easy task, but a task we were more able more, more able to complete. Fine. Well, suppose we shall leave the details to to add to you. Whether this be boastful or true, that is that. Now, um... Oh, um, I guess, um, would we have even gone to, um, to this sitting without um, figure out, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how many uh, of our cards do we want to tip here? Mm -hmm. uh, this is like, uh, I, I'm asking, like, you have a table? I'll say you can have a few minutes to, pl to plan this out, but this was kind of sprung on you last night, so... 
Yeah, because I know we, we we I know we had asked for an audience with Eldari, so. I don't think we should tip that much exactly. That's why I was trying to listen a bunch. Um, I, I uh, a little sketched out. <laughs> I feel like we should try and like tip like a bit and just try and like like enough to like show them hey you still need us you can't kick us out of this investigation because I kind of feel like it's where this is heading and I don't really like that but I don't really know how much that would we, have to be I guess maybe we could talk about finding the warehouse you're able to track find track down the warehouse and stuff. Well, okay. Now we're investigating, though. That is true. Yeah, we know. We're dealing with deputized or formally investigating. I should say. We should say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that Ilaria, as she alluded to uh, last session. There's a lot of stuff that Ilaria is not telling, or is not um, letting on. That she knows, basically. Mm -hmm. What I would feel we would be okay sharing is we were concerned citizens that helped uh, post the assassination of the queen and tried to learn more of what was happening there and eventually found this giant robot. Um, And in terms of not necessarily the identity of a cult, but the fact we know it's a cult. Like, we know, uh, like, you know, the vague identity of a faction, because she, uh, yeah someone is trying to do something inside the moth keep and inside purple but we don't exactly know much about it mm-hmm. all right i'll say you guys get 60 more seconds to plan starting now if there's anything okay. else you'd like to do um okay so if it, let me know if it doesn't make sense i'll probably uh, tip a hand about um, just a cult, not necessarily sp- specifying which one, and be like, "You, oh, did you not know?" Um, yeah, just enough to make sure we stay relevant. I should say. Sure, maybe like, yeah. What were your plans to deal with the cult that has been infiltrating the city? They potentially could be involved in stuff like that. So yeah, do you want to take the lead? Should we? Uh, kind of, sure. Should we drop? Ahead, that we, so we also dropped that we have that we have a lead on one of their potential leaders. Kind of, kind of dangle some. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Bait in front of her. Yeah, a, another mission is a good idea. It's kind of like prove it. Ten seconds. I think that's a good call. Okay, we do we hear the uh, the alchemist's name? Do we? Uh, and um, I, I'm not seeing it directly in front of me. I don't think you heard it in character. Okay, cool. Yeah, no worries. Wait, the alchemist okay. or well, we're past planning, but the alchemist or the uh, or the uh, tinkers? Because I don't think uh, you've wa- heard the tinkers' no, names uh, either. Wannabe Yastrana. Wannabe Yastrana, you did not hear her name formally. Um, okay. I think it's just metagame knowledge because I was calling her by her name. Okay, well, I'm glad I've already forgotten it. Uh- <laughs> Same. <laughs> Yeah, so okay, she's clearly so um, just Yastrana, reincarnated. Okay, so the last thing, um, God, what was where would where do we leave off? Um, 
Uh, oh yeah, whether it's embellishments or she, yeah, she won't worry about the details of the um, of how he defeated the mech, basically, right? Yeah, yep. she, she's basically saying, okay, whether or not you're telling the truth, that's that's immaterial to the fact that, you know, someone is attacking Turval. Okay, so, I you you know you recently listed off some, I should say, accusations. Um, or of relevant, uh, you know, some factions here and about, but am I to understand that with all the resources at your disposal, Duchess, you haven't been able to uncover the fact that a cult has been orchestrating the majority of these uh, incidents? We have... My sweet man, we have uncovered many things, however... You're saying that there is a single entity beyond behind this, behind whatever bullshit Ilaria was dealing with the other day. Behind, dare you say, the assassination of the Queen herself. Not necessarily, but the things are in many parts, no? Even, even to tonight's incident, we have confirmed almost certainly that this mechanical creature was indeed the result of this cult and their activity. Intriguing. Have you any particular proof of this? We have a sketch of a um, some of the parts that were seen around the dock area in a warehouse belonging to the cult, which resemble the machine uncannily. So obviously we know that it came through the warehouse and was later uh, not assembled in the square, but dispersed. Fascinating. So, a shadowy figure, perhaps a cult of Beator, perhaps one of the liberated voices people pushing, pushing ever for the, uh, for the dominance of the voice over the people. Dominance of the voice over the mind. So, the question then becomes, um, Would you discount our experiences and our abilities so readily, Duchess? Or should I say? Oh, and I'll, I'll look pointedly at the uh, steward. Um, uh, is it Lord? Is it Lord Eldari? Um, how have I heard Lord him? Protector is correct, yes. Okay. That is um, my current station. I am normal, uh, under normal, under happier circumstances, I was simply the Seneschal. However, as the duty of protecting the realm has fallen to me, uh, Lord Protector is. Perhaps the most important among my many titles. So, Lord Protector, would you discount our experience and accomplishment so far so readily? I think it'd be quite remiss of you to dismiss a competent team on the ground, no? Make a persuasion check. Okay. Oop. Thanks, about it, sis. Yes, well, this is hard to... It is hard to, to argue with the results, yes. So, perhaps you should be commended and rewarded for your efforts. Quite frankly, um, I know I'm speaking for myself, I, but um, this is my home. This is the home of my wife and my daughter and many things that I hold dear. This is... Solving this is reward enough. Um, 
so being involved in this process and um, being kept in the loop to be able to rectify these many wrongs that have been occurring in our sweet city, well, that is really all I can ask for. Yeah. So he, uh, Eldari turns to Vilia, he says, So, under control at least, this is. But, however, I cannot discount the fact that while I am here, it seems that there are people who would attack Turval, and perhaps under stronger leadership, your leadership, Duchess, uh, Turval would prosper more. Might I ask what metric you're using to define strength, Lord Protector? I am... I am known simply as a leader, an administrator of this building. He gestures around towards the atrium. I'm not a war hero. I'm not a great mage. I'm not a... I'm not known for my particular acumen at anything. So, I fear my presence here is... Well... I fear fear it's not competence. Or, I fear it's... I'm perceived negatively in the public eye. And, um... You hear Alaria mutter under her breath, uh, Foza and Nemia, just like... He just wants to be rid of this job. So, Lord Protective, I do understand that, um... You'd um, readily nominate a replacement for this position that is well-regarded, war hero, competent in martial and magics, and overall um, in a, perhaps, yeah, as you said, a stronger light, for lack of a better word. Yes, and if I may, uh, can I swear you? F- can I swear you four to secrecy? Five of you, actually. Wing Marshal says, looking at, looking past you at Alaria. Of course. My own right. This will be announced in short order. However, what we are going to do is have Duchess Vilia symbolically conquer Turval. Uh, the Valkyries of Illamund have already made their way here rapidly in the few days following Queen Liarel's death. Uh, there are more freebooters coming down the... Uh, not freebooters, that's the wrong word. Uh, there are more ter- uh, there are more Illamondian troops uh, making their way down the Turn River as we speak. Um, they will come in, symbolically conquer the Mothkeep, and we shall place Duchess Vilia of Illamond on the throne. And then, perhaps, we shall determine uh, what best way to keep Illamond under the- under our rule that we may uh, that the Southern Concord may continue to have its two most powerful political entities. Uh, unified and on the same level. When is this expected to take place? Within the next two days. Understood. I cannot agree with this path of action. Conquer of the city, whether symbolic or not, is not good for the morale of the people. My, my sweet nephew, the, the people of Turval, they recognize us. They recognize us as their brethren of the Southern Concord. It was, was it not the uh, Illamundians who fought alongside the uh, fought alongside Turval, fought a lot alongside the Ascendancy to hold back the Vedropolitans in the Battle of the White River? 
Now you're mocking up a combat against the Mothkeep. It is, it is purely symbolic. There will be no bloodshed. You still have an occupying force moving into a city of civilians. It's not best for your vision image either. You know, I want to insight check this. She, she's serious when she thinks there's going to be no bloodshed at all. Ah, uh, make it. Yeah, make an insight check. Oh God, where's Vilia's stat block? Mmm, I don't like how low I rolled. She seems confident. The survival citizens don't want to be dragged into another war or occupation, whatever you call it. Have there been any other claims to the throne? No, no, this time Liarl died with no heirs. The, uh... My sweet nephew, it is this, or perhaps do you th do you f do you consider the possibility that that the Vegrepolitans will swoop down across the White River, and perhaps they would would um they would come and conquer? We have already gotten threatening emissaries um coming from the uh, coming magically over the near side of the the White River. Um, obviously they can only say so much uh uh given the uh limited communication over such a distance at this speed, but there are rumblings, there are rumblings of war uh, with, with the Vedropolitans again, now that they see that they, that they think the largest power in, in, on the continent is weak. If they think us weak, then we can show our strength when they come. I feel it better for you to take the city after winning the battle for it than just conquering it over papers in a back room. My nephew, my nephew, is it not you would rather see uh, Tervali blood, Illimondian blood, Ascendancy blood spilled on the field of battle rather than simply waving them, uh, than waving them away with a show of strength so brazen that the, that the people of the of the Vedropolitan Empire could not help but turn back? Is that it? Is that what you are saying? This is not a show of strength. This is a show to change power. It doesn't help the people. It doesn't help the city. It only helps a few. This isn't the best decision. I will not argue further. She gets really mad and gives you the stink eye. She's probably madder than you've ever seen her mal at you, Malar. Eh. Oh, Lord Protector, we'd ask that in the evening we... Uh, also have an audience with you. Uh, we believe there may be a third route that we'd like to propose to you. My time is precious. Uh, you may have it now. Uh, you may have it now if you if we, you wish to discuss this matter. However, okay. Quite we, frankly, we, we things are a little bit too hot. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I think we'd need a presence of another individual before we get into uh, that conversation. Which individual? Or is this a surprise? A surprise that will not disappoint, Lord Protector. Would you be able to procure this individual? Within the day. Within the day. 
Very well. How long? How long do you need? Um, uh, we'll, uh, not to actually say this aloud, but, um, Wheelgate uh, of the Abbey and back is, like, six miles. Is that two hours or four hours? Uh, so it would be probably four hours round trip. Because your walking speed is approximately, your walking speed is approximately three miles, so it's probably going to be, like, four and a half hours, to be honest. Okay. Um... I, let's, okay, I guess five to be safe. Okay. Roughly yeah. five hours. Yeah, so it is roughly eight in the morning right now. I do value your time, of, of course. Um, provided no life-threatening or grievous emergencies, we should be back here by 2 p.m. Very well. We shall set an audience at 1430 hours. Oh, time. Do not waste my time, but thank you for your efforts defeating this titan. Eldari sort of just nods. Malar bows and then begins to exit the room. Uh, there's a flash of what looks like regret on Vilya's face, as like, I would say, let's let's say um. Let's say, Nemia, you're one of the last people to leave, and you see what looks like a flash of regret on Vilya's face as Malar leaves the room. But, you guys, make your way across the moth key, or make your way out of the grounds, uh, out into the crowded air of Turval. Again, making your way down the very familiar route, as you've walked so many times, end to end of the city, the Mosque, Silvertone Square. Um, there are people still. Um, there, there are people also just whispering with the ever-persistence uh, rumor mill of conspiracies in Silvertone Square. Uh, there are many, many voices making many rumors underneath St. Chiara's watchful eye. You again see street preachers, and you see one who you think is saying something about the liberated voice um, as you go past. Yeah, stop to listen, or no street preachers. No time for street yeah. preachers. Stop, stop. We are. Uh... Oh, okay. Oh, you, you are. I'm gonna go slow as we walk by. Uh, okay. Yeah, can you give me like a quick snippet of it? Alright, Nemi, as you're walking by, you say, And behold, I, I say to you, the liberated voice loves you yet, while Primus ticks away, eternally contemplating idly, and idly contemplating eternity, Asmodeus toils to right the cycle. The first mind would undo every last one of its children if it meant the world would again be fixed. Yet the voice is not of the mind, and so it would not be undone. And yet despite this privilege, he asks, How is my existence alone justice? It be not justice, says he, but only his way will guide us to a new cycle of the wheel. We supplicate ourselves before the liberated voice. For who would seek to save your soul? None but the renegade of Beator, champion of the common souls of the wheel. Um, this is a very unpopular person. You get, there's a very unpopular reaction from the crowd as they listen to the teachings of the first mind, or sorry, the liberated voice, also known as Asmodeus. Um, it's probably because Asmodeus is not particularly worshipped in this part of the continents, 
um, the split, the religious split is largely um, machinism and uh, celestial religions uh, t towards this part of the continents with the worships of the denizens of Beator, in particular the liberated voice, uh, more common up in the, uh, more common up to the north of the White River, aka the territory of the Vegepolitan Empire. But yeah, um, I've had that sitting there for a while. Nice. <laughs> oh, that was nice. As we're standing around listening, do we hear any rumors about the Titan in Inner Square? Yeah, you do. Uh, you can hear the same whisperings about, well, is the Church of the First Mind attacking the Ascendancy? No, that doesn't make sense. It's just because it's clockwork doesn't mean it's automatically associated with the machinists. That kind of thing. Do I hear anything about the heroes who defeated it? Yeah, they say that um, they say that um, it was defeated by a ghost, um, a ghost in a mask. They say that um, uh, it was defeated by a giant ball of of living flame. They say that um, uh, th that a man just uh, punched it to death with his bare hands. That kind of thing. There's a lot of rumors, so you get the feeling that's well, absolutely. Well, a lot of this is not accurate. Um, it is. Um, uh, there, there is stuff going on. Uh, Malar is excited to hear that he is part of a rumor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Meanwhile, Foza is just crushed. Ah, uh, not again. Alright, yeah. Yeah, as you make your way up Silver up Main Street, you would pass by the Noble Duck if you wanted to check either, just check if you got packages or anything, or, or anything like that, but, yeah. If not, then nah. you can proceed on to the... Nah, hopefully, hopefully I'm planning on sleeping there tonight, so we'll see. Yeah, alright. So... Uh, it is maybe it's like a six-hour trip, right? All right, so yeah, it's maybe eleven in the afternoon, or sorry, eleven in the morning by the time you reach the abbey. Um, I guess we'll um give our polite regards. Foza will lead us in, and um, we'll beeline for the dame, so to speak. Um, I'll stay at the outside before, again, and then just outside the door. Uh, as, as we're sort of uh, walking towards Keldan, I'll sort of uh, ask in everybody's mind, um, should we tell Keldan that the situation has escalated? Yes, we should, um, do be worth mentioning. I feel it would be her business to know of Philia's intentions. Cool, yeah, so I guess I'll walk in after hearing Foza reach out. Okay. Yeah, and I'll go up to Keldan's door and I'll knock. Yeah, well, she's not actually in her room at this time. You find her um, praying in the chapel, uh, morning prayers, as it were. Or, well, yeah, morning prayers. Um, but she nods at you all. Ah, friends, I heard that uh, the inner square was saved yesterday by some brave heroes who happened to very closely match you. Oh, um, you, you, 
You heard about that? <laughs> well, yes. I mean, it, it was it was nothing really. Then I'll sort of rub the back of my head, <laughs> embarrassed. Rub the back? Is this embarrassment, or is this just like pain from the concu uh, presumable concussions of having this thing sit on you uh, twice? <laughs> a little bit of calm A, a little bit of calm B. <laughs> okay. Yeah. As the day come, I received the runner in this morning, and they said they were not sure if you would uh, be coming, if you'd be coming, and to stay in the abbey. Um. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So we come to finally. Sorry. No, you, you go first. No, she just sizes. So it is time. Do you think I should wear my armor? To, uh, you know. I I fear that I might make a poor impression if I'm not dressed up very nicely. Yes, I, I don't think you could go wrong. All right, you will have to give me a few minutes to um, change in the uh, in my room. Uh, I am not accustomed to bouncing around the abbey and plates, you see. Of course, it is fine. Take your time. Okay. Um, side note, Foza, in the back of your mind, you hear this just like gagging noise, and just like you feel almost like your eyes want to roll for some reason. But uh, it takes a while. Um, it takes a pr I think I think t it takes ten minutes to don plate mail armor, and I'm holding to that. So you'd be outside of Keldan's, um, outside of Keldan's room for a minute, just looking over the. Placid gardens of the uh, of the of Saint Neva's Abbey, but as Keldan comes out, her burgundy cape st uh, stream behind, she looks perfectly regal, um, ab about as good as she definitely should. Her um, her spear, um, oh God, what was her spear called? Light's glory, uh, held proudly in her hand, or, or well. I guess strapped proudly to her back as she uh, departs, or as she prepares to depart the abbey. Well, I can't talk today. Well, I suppose it will be good to be feel like almost like I'm back in action. Yes, um, hopefully not too much action. Yes. Well. Um, Keldan, before we leave, we should inform you that the situation has sort of escalated a bit. Escalated? My Aunt Vilia is uh, trying to make a play for the crown. Uh, it might become an issue. I see. And not just take the crown, yeah, try to create some sort of a, a force that will take over the moth keep. That sounds... Surely you would not have been allowed to walk out of... Surely you would not have been allowed to walk out of there uh, were this so serious. Is that... Is it really that terrible what she's planning to do, or... Like, that seems strange that you'd be able to just come up here and casually tell me that. Well... She says it's not going to be dangerous at all, but uh, 
to me, she and the steward seem a little bit out of touch. Well, that is definitely a complication. And the reason we tell you this is... Well, I feel now might be the time that we... You know. Yes. Yes, I know. But, well, I, sh I should just tell... I should just tell them. What is the worst that can happen? Well, if anything bad does happen, we'll be a fight alongside you. Yes. Yes, you will. Maybe we could, uh, just bring news once we get permission that, uh, we can out you as, uh, the heir. Uh, maybe we can safely bring you there another time. If you're uncomfortable. No, no, I should see this through. And what, what will they do to me? Um, um, besides which, I think I could take most of them in a fight, she says, and she, like, flexes a little. Yeah, Nemia, like, yeah, smiles to herself and says, yeah, as my lady commands. Uh, can I, can I get, like, a sort of general insight check on Keldan to see how she's feeling after learning all this? Does she seem nervous? Uh, well, with your passive insight, which is, dang, that's actually higher than I thought. Um, but basically, with your with your just passive insight, you get definitely get the sense of unease, like or unpreparedness with all this, um, with with all the situation. So it's definitely not uh, the full confidence you've seen. Uh, Keldan display from time to time. But, um, you hear. Uh, or, but she seems. There, there seems to be conviction under it all, I'll say. Is that. I guess your question? Uh, Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead, uh, RJ, if I have any response to it. Um, yeah, I'll sort of go up to her and I'll take one of her hands gently and I'll sort of look up at her. Don't worry. I'm going to be with you every step of the way. I promise. She looks back at you and smiles and she's thank you, friend Forza. Alright, then uh, I'll sort of back away, step, step away from her and give her some space. Well, right. uh, I believe we should be going then. Okay. Yeah. I'll mention to her before we get, uh, before we jump in, um, uh, I guess just to, um, hopefully, uh, yeah, give her a bit of ease as well, um, yes, um, the Duchess seems to be gung-ho on this symbolic occupation, but we should be, it won't be until day after, so we should have plenty of time to start our work and put our foot through the door. The steward, I'm certain I have full confidence he'll be happy to um, you know, recognize you. Uh, even if initially only through your own uh, personal uh, merits. Alright. So, as you depart St. Neva's Abbey. Uh, before I said we should definitely keep an eye on the Duchess though. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. As you depart St. Neve's Abbey, you begin making your way back down the town again. It is around lunchtime by the time you're at the Noble Duck, if you would like to stop for a bite. But if not, then you guys can just press on. We don't got time for that. You Where probably do. Um, All right, uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's. I'll stop. I'll stop in to to see what Winston has heard um, about the rumors really quickly. Okay. Yeah, because you'd still have a couple hours uh, left on or on time by the or uh, when you got back. So you would definitely have time to at least do some lunch if you'd like. So, um, sorry, you're saying you're asking about like rumors. Yeah, I'd pop in if we're going to pop in for a second, see if I have any mail, and then ask, uh, is, is Winston there? Winston's always there. This is his bar. But of yeah, course, of course. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, and available when I walk, yeah, just ask yeah. Yeah, what rumors he's been hearing, especially because he's right outside the, uh, the inner square. Yeah, he smiles knowingly as he comes up and he says, uh, heard you got busy last night, lass. Ah, yeah, did what I do best, catch the city on fire. Mm, well, Sir Dolly Titans often don't like fire, so it's for the best. Glad to hear you approve. How have things been around? I'm sure conflict in the city isn't that fun. Oh, hi. There's. It's got me. It's got. It's got my hackles up in the, on the bit, last, but I'm fine overall. If that's what you're asking. Good. That's good to hear. I did get one letter for you, Lass. Well, oh, thank you. For you and your friends. I'm gonna put this in handouts and read it out to you. So, uh, as you look in your mail, you do see uh, one letter from the office of Lady Euterpe Lionseeker, Chief Executive Officer of the Turval Silk Guild. Hello, my dears. Um, just writing a short note to let you know what became of the blade. I had some people come by and I identify it. They believe it to be a third age item created in devotion to the old god Torog. I will be shipping it off to a researcher in Druzgate for further investigation. We'll keep keep you appraised of any further interests. Hope you all are well. If you do happen to be looking for work, send a runner to me in the uh in three or four days' time. I may have ventures at that point. I hope to maintain a professional relationship with all of you. Regards, Uterpy L. I'm sorry, I can't. I should have just read from my notes rather than the scriptalized version. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, brief letter from Uterpy. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't blame. I can't read a single word from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll paste the text because I. That's that curse of life. Um. Yeah. I digitally. Cool. Uh, there's this like digital script maker, and I think I. It shows poorly with the font for Vilia's secret or not Vilia uh, for Euterpe's secretary. She it just has yeah. bad handwriting. They're just not that great at writing. They're not a great secretary, to be honest. <laughs> it doesn't help that cursive always remains an elusive mystery to me. <laughs> I I have to decipher eight-year-old handwriting. So this was and this was still you know hard work. <laughs> Just writing a short note to the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. This is hard, yeah. I'm um, sorry. No, that's fine. That's fun for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically letting you know 
that's basically informing you of what what she thought what she found about the blade. Cool. Oh, I don't think we have to really worry about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop so that. yeah, I take that, put it away in my bag, and then um, continue on. Is, wait, did I did I ask Winston for any rumors about the about, about the, the Titan? Yeah. yeah. He yeah he yeah he he said things were going around. He definitely could tell that you were involved, but you know. Uh, the rest of it, he wrote off some of it as conjecture, but, you know, he okay. could tell that shit was going down. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And then, yeah, I think that's basically it. We can keep, keep it going. Okay, after a brief lunch, which Winston, out of the goodness of his heart, will actually give to you uh, for free for this time. Just, just on the house, you know? Because he, I think he would say there are enough people who recognize that the Flaming Songbird was involved and also involved with the thing that they'd be bringing in a bit more traffic. So, you know, just like as a tiny cut. Sure, trying to keep the Noble Duck clear for customers. Yeah. But after a few more hours, you make your way through Silvertone Square, uh, up the Queen's Road. As we pass oh. the Wheel's Refuge, could we make a stop? Sure. What are you looking for? I feel, uh, is Shviksori still there? I feel it would be a weightier decision to have her. Great call, yeah. Announce. Yeah. Came to, to, I forgot words, Dame Kildane as we move into the Moth Keep. I want to see if she's well enough to help us. Yeah, that's definitely a good call. Okay. As you enter the Wheel's Refuge, uh, you go in and you find um, High Cog Demaxis, who is able to take you to Shasori's room. She is conscious and lucid by the time you reach her, and as she sees Kaldan approach, she says, Oh, my dear sweet child. Wait, what is this accent? Oh, she's like a French accent, doesn't she? I This is my hubris for having so many accents that I absolutely cannot do for my NPCs. Uh, but Shisori, as she uh, sits up in the bed and she sees Kaldan approaching, she bows her head. My dear prince, princess, it is good to see you. That is, I I, I had worried quite heavily about, about your safety. And Kaldan just nods in acknowledgement. Yes, don't worry, I've made sure that she's been very safe. Shuck, sorry, uh, we believe that it is time for Dan Keldane to announce herself as, uh, well, part of the Queen's bloodline, and if you were well enough, we'd like you to come with us to the Moth Keep for that. I am not quite well, my, my dear friend, however, um... If you would support me, then I would be more than happy to accompany you to the Moss Keep. I can agree to those demands, and I will uh, help her in any way that I can. Yeah, it's very ginger. It's very like you have to get her up from the bed very gingerly. Uh, Demaxis does not approve of this particularly, but you kind of Shasori kind of shouts him down because you know this is. 
like she she's gonna go see her like uh, friend slash boss's daughter um, uh, through this important time. Um, so Demaxis just nods and slinks off, perhaps a little like not particularly approving of this. But Malar, uh, Shasori takes her right arm, or well, her only arm at this point, yeah. and she loops it around her, uh, around uh, your shoulders as she, and she just like walks, braced against you. Um, you slow down slightly as you exit the Wheels Refuge, but not too much, right? <laughs> just gotta summon Ember. <laughs> teleport, teleport. Yeah, I could technically do that, but there would be property destruction I'd be worried about. So. Yeah, no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> it's a that's a little too, a little too extra. <laughs> not great. No. Yeah, I don't. Destroying I don't think both corners of the city. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Hightower Demaxis would be too happy with us uh, burning his property. Seriously, it's so strictly not Demaxis's property, but yeah, you he, he probably would well, not be happy with your burning church property. Like, a, people tend to disprove of that even in real life, so... Seriously? It's just so funny yeah, to was, picture. Uh, it's so cartoony in my head. And, ooh, that would, that would, that would uh, really spread the flames, huh? <laughs> yeah. But Chisori is pretty darn tall. Um, mostly partly owing to the, like, large goat legs that she's got. They give her a bit extra height as she, uh, um, as she walks. I think the term is reverse digitigrade. Um, for her legs, but that's all a bit underneath you. Malar, you're probably one of the tallest people in the group, and you're one of, definitely the strongest person in the group, so supporting a uh, sorceress who's a bit teetery is probably no no trouble for you at all. But and we will carry on towards the mock keep. Okay. You guys are a bit behind schedule uh, due to this. However, um, you make your way up to the Moth Keep at almost precisely 2.30. And, at Alaria's urging, uh, make your way up to the atrium. And Eldari, as you are, after a only very brief wait, um, are enter, are en uh, go in. He looks at you and looks at the, what would have been now disarmed, um, uh, Keldan, but still in her armor. And Queen's Blade Chisori, her arms severed, uh, draped across Malar Nemo's shoulders. Ah, Queen's Blade, it is good to see you up and about again. So, I see you've brought Dam Keldan here. What is this all about? Vilia, who is still here, uh, looks at him, looks at you all quizzically. Well, Lord Protector, as you mentioned earlier, your, you mentioned the criteria for a suitable replacement would be someone well-regarded, a war hero, your words, uh, someone prowess in both uh, magic and martial means, and is a strong figure, strong presence, and... That, that's not an all-inclusive list, to be clear. That's just things that people course. would find useful. Absolutely. And I'm sure I wouldn't dare say that these are all... These, as that's a comprehensive list of Dame Keldan's positive traits here. But um, I believe Shisori has another factor that would um, further place her in a apt position to take on this position. 
Well, position, position, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, side note, I got Shisori's age wrong when I first described you guys as, like, late 30s. She's closer to, like, her mid-50s. I realized I completely blanked on the timeline at that point, but, um... Shisori looks at the assembled courtiers. Um, she looks at first Vilia, then uh, Eldari, sitting on the steward's uh, sitting on the steward's throne. She looks at Keldan. She gestures with her. She shakily releases herself from you, Malar. She says, "Lord Protector, Duchess, all assembled here." Before the eyes of the High Marshal, before the eyes of the First Mind, and all else who would dare, I present to you, Dam Keldan de Burka, she says, and as she gestures with her arm, she wobbles because she's no longer supported, but she, her, she steps further on the, on the um, stones of the throne room, further away from you, Malar, she says. About twenty years ago. Kunli Arald came to me, and she had a problem, how you say. She needed illusion magic to conceal a most, a most daring secret, you see. And this is that secret. Concealed for all of Liarel's carrying to term. I present to you Damkeldan de Berka, daughter of Dagonet de Berka, hero of the Ascendancy, and also daughter of Queen Liarel Stardreamer. There is a hush that falls upon the, um, the town, or upon the room. People just stare around dumbly, and then just whispers breaking out, and Eldari just confused and bewildered. Shisori, now, yeah. um, now weak, just uh, returns her arm to around your shoulders, Mallory, says, Thank you, my dear. I was not prepared for this. Oh, I am going to sit down now. She just uses you to gently lower herself onto the floor. I, I try to call to a servant for a chair. Uh, a chair for the Queen's Blade. Um, yes, yes, uh, of course. One of the timid servants comes, and uh, they rapidly, uh, they, um, uh, and they are very easily able to find a, first a stool, and then after a bit of disapproving stares from uh, Keldan, you see uh, a um, uh, more, uh, a chair with a back for the Queen's Blade. Not the most comfortable thing, but, you know, so... You mean to claim that this child is, or that this Damkeldan is the daughter of Leo, of Queen Liarel? Indeed. And I believe she would claim it herself. Oh, uh, yes. I well, the Queen said so, um, and the Queen's Blade was informed of this, but no others. It was um, the Queen's intention to make a formal announcement at the, um, the, you know, on the night of her untimely demise, which obviously complicates yeah. matters uh, ever so slightly. But 
whatever divination magics research, whatever scrutiny that you would want to hold this claim up to, I have the utmost confidence that it shall. He looks... El Eldari looks between Vilya and Kaldan in just sort of panic and says, Well, two who would claim... Two who would claim connection to the Queen. I find myself in a difficult position here. And, uh, Vilya looks at Chisori and she looks and she says, Queen's Blade. My Queen's Blade. Do you deny past affiliation with the Ascendancy? And Chisori, uh, from the chair, shakes her head no. It has helped me become bet a better person, it has helped me become who I am today. And Vilya says, So, how are we to know that this is not also a, tri a trick of the Ascendancy? For, you see, my sweet, my sweet people, the, uh... Might we notice that the candidate is Ascendancy? Um, the uh, person substantiating the claim is Ascendancy. They have one more among their number with them. What's to say this is not just a simple ploy by the, by, by the Ascendancy to take the throne? Aunt, you know me well enough not to make a political ploy. I'm I thought I knew you better, nephew. I thought I, I, there was some honor among you. I thought that there was... I thought that you were uh, industry enough to st industrious enough to study... I thought many things. There's still a chance... There's still a chance to keep order. We just need to look at every single option on the table and it, right, right now is not the best time for another uh, turnover in ruling um, and so I kind of like yeah look at the Lord Protector and say you have more options now than you did before please don't uh, please don't go along with this infiltration plan maybe we can help have the people decide and create a small council or something like that. There's no need to rush, and we can help you with any tasks that might be might come up during your uh, temporary role. So, make a persuasion check. Oh, for I me. was I was muted. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Do you make have something to add to that then, to help me out? Oh, uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Might I add, in between the Duchess airing whatever family concerns she has here, she's calling into question two of the most reputable members of our city here. The Queen's Guard, who's barely recovered, who hasn't yet recovered, is down an arm in her efforts to defend the Queen and Kingdom, and Dame Kildam de Burka herself. These are the characters she's calling into question in her bid to claim more power. To be a bit clear about Keldan's standing, she's not native to Turval. Um, she's actually, uh, she's actually strictly speaking from a town to the southeast, uh, southwest of Turval, uh, known as Milfiori. Um, but, uh, um, but she's, and, and like she's somewhat known as a war hero, although not not most of the tales about her doing a bunch of extraordinary things and fighting the Archduke of Avernus and all that 
that's mostly circulated within the ascendancy more so than the average person than the average um person so while she's somewhat respected she's not like universally oh yeah this is, this is like the war hero you know okay i guess i'll, I'll emphasize uh, shisori a bit more in terms of like the yeah, character yeah, yeah. that's trying to uh, uh yeah. so nemia could you roll a uh persuasion check with advantage <sighs> Eldari nods. He says, "Well, it's definitely something worth discussing with the Queen's small council, and we'll convene them shortly. Uh, I will have to see if uh, I can get some uh, uh, Indari and uh, Euterpe on the line for all this." Um, Shisori, you are Shisori and Alaria. You are, of course, welcome to join in this uh, with this discussion. But, um, this is, to be sure, a complicated situation. But, as for my concerns, I have this. Um, Dame de Berka, it is without a doubt that you are a creature, a, a creature of great honor and power. However, what know you of governing? And, uh, Keldan flinches, she says. I, I know it well enough to know that... I am not have no experience in this, and uh, well, that is that is a thing. And he, uh, Eldari, just sort of nods sagely. As um, as Malahi mentioned earlier today. One of our greatest concerns is the heart and morale of the people, on top of the other numerous nuances that are at play here. Having someone of our blood, um, someone, you know, who has fought for us personally, I think would go a great deal better than any invasion or occupancy, symbolic or not. And as you said, Lord Protector, you may not feel suited for this role, but your skills, your expertise, and the expertise of a small council and all the minds gathered here are more than capable of shoring up any inexperiences of the dame. I'm sure a regent could be put into place if necessary, but we don't need to move forward that quickly. Yes, although perhaps even if the if we did have another person then I don't know. If Keldan is, as you say, four heads of state in a short time could be trouble, no doubt. I will have to think about this and convene the small council. Do we have your permission to um, speak to the Valkyries? I'm curious as to get their perspective on the matter. Uh, Vilia looks. Vilia would be the person you'd have to address this to, um, if that's who you're talking to, because you can't. Uh, the Valkyries, to be clear, are under Vilia's command, not. Oh, sorry. I got it. I, I misunderstood that. I think they're kind of. Well, I'm, that was my bad. I thought they were kind of, like, treating... Yeah, to, to make this clear, the Valkyries are uh, a unit of Riffin Riders associated with Illamund, or, well, they're basically... 
they're basically these badass griffin riding knights from Il from Illumins, and it's said, although it's not necessarily true, that no Valkyries ever died during the course of the Vegapolitan War five years ago. Although this may be hyperbole, as in, like, Spartans never die from Halo, you know? Ah, okay. But well, then yeah. maybe I'll hold on that, I'll on that for right if you, now. If you okay, so you're not going to ask Vilya about them? Um, I don't think so, no. Okay. How, how's, uh, how's, how's Eldari looking? Is she looking kind of nervous? Uh, Eldari or Vilya? Or Eldari's Vilya, a guy. Sorry. Yeah, Vilya, sorry. Vilya just looks annoyed, or, like, she's she sort of has this, like, resting bitch face uh, going, deal going on, but, like, she just seems, like, like, less, like, this is disrupting whatever she had plans previously, and more just, like, why is this a completely asinine discussion happening in front of me? Mm-hmm. If you will be gathering a council, we will make our way outside then, and Mallory will bow to all the officials in the room before exiting. We will have an official statement in perhaps three or four days' time. He's also going to lean down to Sixori and say, uh, if you need any help uh, getting back to the Wheels Refuge later, uh, be sure to send someone to me and I can help out. I'm staying with wherever Liorel's daughter goes. Well, then I hope that you feel better soon. As I leave, I kind of bow and say thank you for your prudence to the uh, Lord Protector. Yeah. And then says, I, I think I should get going. Uh, yes. Sure, come with us. You make your way out. Kildan and Shasorian toe. Uh, Alaria just nodding, although just she also seems just concerned, I think is the word I'd, I'd use, uh, looking over these new announcements. And as the various servants who happen to be in the Moth Keep at the time are looking around there, whispering. But yeah. It's maybe, maybe three, three thirty in the afternoon. By the time you're out in the moth keep, or out of the moth keep, what are you guys doing? Well, we did capture those two gnomes. We might want to question them more. Uh, do you guys have something else on your minds? Um, yes, we should I'm... maybe escort the. Oh wait, so they're staying back there, right? Uh, Kildan thinks that she- Kildan is making moves to go back to the Wheel's Refuge. Chisori is sticking to her like glue, because she, uh, really feels obligated to. Okay, cool. Then yeah, we drop them off, and then, uh, yeah, we go back to the Moth Keep. Okay. So, as you make your way again across the city, it's another- Rather long trip, as it were. Probably another four and a half hours. Actually, by the time you get to the Moth Keep, I will say this. It would be about 7.30 at night if you went the full trip. Went the full trip. Because you'd be going across the city, pretty much. Wait, to the Abbey, you mean? 
Yeah, you'd be going Moth Keep and Abbey and then back to the Moth Keep if that's what you're trying to do. Um. Either way. I feel like we should, right? I mean, if. We're Team Escort Party, right? <laughs> you have nothing else on the to do list for the day, I don't believe. Right. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Okay. Well. As you make your way to uh, back into the Moth Keep, uh, it's late at night. Um, people are looking at you because you didn't appear to have a meeting here, and with people, with Alaria having a bit more scrutiny done under her, uh, uh, done under her belt, or the uh, having a bit more scrutiny turned it on her by your recent actions. Um, there's some whispers, or there's some. Curious looks from the guards, but you make your way down to the questionable secret dungeon under the Moth Keep. Present yourself again to the guard there, and uh, you know, nod, nod, clasp. Mm -hmm. And as you do this, I think we're going to end the session there, partly because I'm not, I don't have an interrogation table prepped, and partly because yeah. it will probably run over if we do. That's what I was thinking as well, yeah. But yeah, um, um, that's the session, guys. Before we uh, did that, I wanted to... Um, everyone, before we do this interrogation, could we go somewhere to talk? It's a big empty dungeon, I feel like there's room enough down here, yeah? Mm. Alright. Yes, I suppose that is fine. Um, so... I have been doing a... a lot of thinking since... yesterday. And there is something that I feel needs to be brought to your attention. What is it? I am a source guard individual. Yes. And I thought you might be in. I placed my hand on your shoulder. And the reason I'm telling you this is because yesterday during that interrogation, I I did not feel like myself. I I let me let me explain, um... So... Through the research that I've done with... Soul Scarring, I've... Read certain things that... Those afflicted by it... Mature at a... Quicker rate, and... That it lead me to... Think that... 
if something like that were to happen, then... What does it say that... Certain... Situations wouldn't... Cause... The previous life to bleed through into me. I, I don't... Fully understand any of this... To be fair, but... The lives that I have seen are not the greatest individuals, and I feel like that a prisoner's fear might have done something to me yesterday that made me do things that I didn't want to do. Oh, you're so boring, Miss Goody Two-Shoes. God, how are we the same person? Shut up! You need me. So... Would you like to stay back while we do the interrogation, or what would make you the most comfortable? I... I want, I want the help, but... I... I feel for now, at least, maybe it'd be best for me to not be a part of this interrogation unless absolutely necessary. No problem at all. You can stand outside the door if that makes you feel comfortable. And uh, I I'm inciting each and every one of you just to see how you're processing disinformation. We could. Everyone rolled deception checks. Except Foza. Hmm. Deception? Yeah, it's contested deception versus insight. Hmm. Wow, you're all rolling terribly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Some of your companions are, you don't get the best read on them, but, uh, I don't know. Foza, uh, or sorry, Nemia, uh, Malar, anything you guys want to add about how you're approaching the situation or how you feel you'd be presenting? Malar kind of thinks this is personal information that he doesn't really need to know about and it's just kind of making him uncomfortable to hear about someone's life. Uh, Nemia already yeah, knew and suspected because she's seen it before and like uh, has been trying to be like silently supportive throughout. Um, yeah. N yeah, Nemia like is very frustrated by the uh, by soul scarring and the lack of self actualization and such. Sure. But. Foza, I see. Voice. You try to beat it back, but you get the... hear the voice again deep inside, you say. 
They're uncomfortable with you. You're gonna need me. Don't run from who we are. We're poison. We're terrible. <laughs> but... As you sit here and prepare to interrogate the people uh, from your newest conquest of this Sir Dolly Titan, that is where we're going to leave off. So, good session, guys. Um, thank you very much for playing. I, you guys were super engaged and like you uh, blazed through a lot of stuff, so good on you. So I, I hope this was a good session for you guys. I was like excited with the Titan... Uh, I don't know if any of you have played Horizon Zero Dawn, but this is basically a Horizon Zero nope. Dawn fight, specifically a Deathbringer. I'm gonna post a, I, I'm gonna post the uh, stat block and then a video so you guys can see like what exactly, or uh, you guys can make some comparisons. Cool. But yeah, um, yeah. So hope that was a thing, and yeah, you got stuff going on. No, I thought I would like my aunt, then we walk in on her literally whispering in the ear of the steward. <laughs> she was know. on the phone, right? No, she was sitting she uh, there was um Liarl's throne which was empty. There was uh the steward's throne, uh set which was sat on by uh, Eldari, and then she was just like talking in his ear. Whispering. Like isn't that a idiom for controlling someone, right? Yeah, yeah, it was exactly, exactly. That's why I was like, Nemia is just like so, so, so silent. It's just like dunking on the liberated voice. <laughs> don't, don't trust this lady. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I like you. I don't, I don't think I, I like your cousin too much, Mally. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, I don't think I like her that much either. Be honest. Uh, yeah, honestly, so fucking bold to just walk out of the throat room like that. Just be like, mic drop. <laughs> yeah, really great session. Amazing. Uh, conversation over. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Rose has got some voices in her head. Um, yeah, and. Yay! Yeah, uh, that is session eight.